This is What Started Your Fire, where we explore the stories and insights, tactics, and best practices of first responders and emergency support personnel. Get inspired, get informed, get involved. Let's roll. Welcome back to What Started Your Fire. My name is Chad Dar. We are here with Oscar Iglesias. Um, and we are going to talk about what started your fire, Oscar. Uh, Oscar, you are uh, with Ultra Bright Lights. If uh, if you would share with us, tell us a little bit about how you got started. Uh, thank you, Chad, for having me. Well, um, I started back in 2017 in my volunteer uh, department. Um, I what I, the way I started was my brother. He He's been there for like eight years already. And he was the one who actually brought me in, taught me a few things. And I was never really the type to um, play video games till two in the morning, two, three in the morning. I, you know, I just try to find a way to spend more, you know, spend my time more. So I decided to uh, join and I was always attracted to helping people. It's one of my hobbies. I love doing it. And what better way than helping my community out fight some fires, you know, doing stuff that other people, you know, can do, you know. So for for people who aren't familiar, walk us through kind of like a typical, like a, a maybe there isn't a typical day and that might be something that that really attracted you to this. But what is a what is a normal day for you look like? A normal day at the, in the fire service, um, well, it all, it's, it's nothing really normal. Everything is just a surprise. You, some days you have it uh, really, really slow. Other days it's hectic and you just don't know what to expect. And that's, that's what I, you know, I love about it. It's always something new. It's always something you don't know what to expect. When you get on scene, every house is different. Every car is different. Everyone's, it's all different. You know, there's a saying that you don't stop learning in the fire service. It's because it's all, it's all different, you know? So coming into the fire service, did you develop a number of mentors that were really there to kind of show you the way? And then um, maybe after you talk about that, talk about um, for new people coming in, like what advice would you give them? Um, that you've been able to pick up over the years? I did develop a lot of mentors and I'm really grateful for having them. Um, they've taught me a lot. They've told me so much things, you know, so much experiences. You know, um, we talk about a lot of fires they've been to, you know, what they could have done right, better, I should say. Um, yeah, it's just a matter of looking up to your senior guys and listening and you know listen when they speak you know it's it's all about learning experiences you know they do they, one of the requirements is going through an academy like it's, it's a three-month academy and but the schooling part can only teach you so much you know it's all about experiences you go into the calls you do it in yourself and you'll realize how much you know, this would work, that would work, or what you could do better. It's all, all about finding your way. The advice I would give to the young people coming in is don't stop learning. I mean, there's a saying in the firehouse, the day you stop learning, you know, is a day or the day you think you know it all, 
the day you, you're not coming home, you're getting someone else killed. You know, it's it's all about learning. You never want to take anything. Uh, yeah, you know, I've done this a million times, you know. Yeah, but it's just that it's all different. Yeah. You know, everything's, it's all unexpected, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially um, the town that I'm in. It all, there's a lot of altercations with the houses, you know, and I should, not altercations, but, you know, they start working on the house and they start putting stuff where they're not supposed to be blocking entrances that are not supposed to be blocked. So it's all. Yeah. yeah. When I was uh, much younger and before I had all this uh, experienced gray hair on my face, I <laughs> volunteered with an ambulance company and I'd noticed that, um, during my volunteer time with the ambulance, there was a learning period that it took me probably six months to get my feet underneath me. And then there were a couple of calls where I finally kind of gained my confidence. Were there, did you have a similar experience where at the beginning of your career, you were just kind of trying to keep your head above water? Um, and was there a point in time where you really said to yourself, okay, I got this figured out and I, I feel I feel like I, I belong? Like this, yeah. this is really what you were called to do? Yeah, I mean, honestly, within the the first year, I, you know, I could even say the first month, I just fell in love with it. And I still have the same love for it now after four years, four or five years of being there. It's just something I love to do. It's, I get like a great feeling, I wouldn't say a great feeling, but I just get this adrenaline pump where you just run into stuff you run into places where other people tend to run away from. And it's something that I love, you know, um, getting, it's such a, it's, a, it's, a, it's such a passion of mine. It's such a stress reliever too. It's like, you know, and I have actually gone to the, I've actually gone a step further. I kind of wanted to make it as a career for myself. So um, this really, got me just getting out of high school. I didn't know what to do. I was thinking all these, you know, other jobs and nothing really called my attention but the fire service. I was like, God, it's, uh, you know, but like I said, still I have still have a lot, a lot to learn, a lot more to do, you know, so. Yeah. So the, the, the people that you serve with, have they been around for a long time? Do you guys have, you have guys that have been around for 30 and 40 years and, and how do you see yourself growing into those roles um, and providing that leadership down the road? What does that, what does that future look like for you? Well, the future, well, I see the, see the people with 30, 40 years, the chiefs that have been there for a long time. It's, it's stressful. I can't say it isn't. It's stressful because you're in charge of, you know, the whole department little you know it's not just one one rig of you know five six guys you're in charge of a mass you know you're calling the shots basically that's a big um weight on your shoulders so i mean i would like to do that one day hopefully i'll be able to have the skills and the ability to do that but as of right now i kind of just want to they call it a backstep fireman where you have one assignment and you get your assignment done, learn all those 
all those assignments is quite a few of them. And hopefully one day when I, once I master every assignment, I'll think about getting into the step further, but I do want to leave my own department someday. I do want to be the guy calling the shots, you know, and passing down knowledge and all that, all the knowledge that I've learned during the years and I will be learning. Sure. And, uh, but it is, it is a stressful job, especially if you're the one calling the shots. Yeah. Tell me one thing when you first started that you, that turned out to be great, but you had no clue that that, that was a part of the fire service. So like new people coming in, something that they might recognize or that they might see that, uh, that was a big surprise to you that you hadn't, you didn't know about, uh, prior to joining. Was something that really stuck out that that uh, that was a a great thing that you didn't know would be a part of what you do every day. What started your fire is powered by ultra bright lights. Ultra bright lights is on the road and on the scene with vehicle warning lights, sirens, controllers, and more. As we support police, firefighters, EMTs, security, towing, and others who demand the best in exterior vehicle lighting. Explore our huge selection at ultrabrightlights, spelled with a Z, dot com. I guess something that I didn't know coming in would be, I guess, the brotherhood we all have. You know, I didn't expect it to be that close of a family. You know, um, I was just thought, thought it would be like a normal job. All right, we go to this call and then we all go home. Sit. No, it's it's such a bond that we, we all grow together and it's it's more than family. It's gotten to the point where we all hang out. We all, you know, you know, we'll, we all mess around with each other. You know, it's, we grow a bond as we know what we're doing. You know, we know the, the risks we take and we try to be a bigger bond. It's hard to, it's hard to explain, but it's such a great brotherhood that we have. I did not expect that. You know, I thought it was going to be like a normal, um, you know, all right, let's uh, go to this call, do drill, and then uh, we'll all go home. But it's, you know, it's the, an amount of people that just, you know, obviously you're going to have that one friend or two, but it's just like the whole, my whole company, you know, and left the farm, you know, we just create a bond for each other, you know? Yeah. It's got where it's, it gets to the point where, you hop on the rig and you know you're going to uh let's say a structure fire you know for a structure fire the oh, personally me the only thing i'm thinking about are the guys in the in in that rig with me i'm not thinking about my family at home i'm not really thinking about my girlfriend i'm not thinking about anything else but the guys in me and you know i you know i don't want to see the day where i just have to bring that fire truck home myself. I leave, you know, I leave with the six guys and coming back with six guys. No, you know, it's just, and just one of those bonds, you know? Yeah. You Every talked girl. earlier, I'm sorry. You had talked a little a bit earlier about um, kind of the nature of what you do, right? Is you're running into the danger when everybody else is running away from it. Right. right. Uh, talk a little bit about, um, about the bond that, or the the comfort that you get knowing that the the guys in your truck are right behind you and and that 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 does that help give you the confidence to know that that's something that that lessens the fear of going into a, a burning structure or um 
into a, a dangerous situation? Sure does. You know, I mean, just knowing that you have a, you know, a good group of guys and you're, you're going in, you know, you look before you go in, I, I, you know, I have a tendency to look at my, look to my guys and then knowing that we're, we're all gonna, we're gonna all gonna be okay. We're gonna do the best we can, you know, search anything, you know, search everything and anything, take out anybody that's gonna need help. You know, we're there for one reason and it's to, you know, preserve any life that's in in the building and try to save as much as the property, you know, but mostly life, you know, that's our number one goal. Try not missing any anything or anything. But yeah, it's just if it feels good, it feels good, you know. Especially, you know, if you are the boss of the rig, of the of the rig, and you, you know, you look to your guys, you're like, hey, we're gonna do this together, you know, and you know, get through. It actually, feels really comfortable, comforting, you know. Yeah. It's all us, you know, trusting the guys. That's why, you know, it's really important to hang out with them too. Hey, you understand? You can be tired from a long day at work, whatever, but. You know, you get. You, it's always important to get to know them, hang out with them, you just build the trust. You know, build that bond. That uh, you know, as as I said, you know, that way it feels a lot more comforting. It feels a lot more safer. Some somehow it feels yeah. a lot more. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we talked a little bit before about advice for new people who want to join the fire service. Um, so. I can think of a lot of like 10 and 12 year old kids who would be watching you and say, I want to be like Oscar when I grow up. Um, are, are there things that are there other pieces of advice that you would tell those little kids or would tell somebody who's, you know, 17, 18, trying to figure out the next step, but uh, um, really interested in, in, in learning more. My biggest advice I can give them is, um, always train always um you know the biggest thing is you know you gotta keep your mouth shut your ears open basically it's that's what the fire fire service is all about you always got to listen and respect the senior senior men because they've been on the job they've been doing it probably ever since you know they were poor you know i have a lot of guys that been doing it 40 years, 30 years, and you know, I'm only 23, so they've been doing it well before. So, they have a whole lot of experience and knowledge. Always get to listen, and don't. And my other piece of advice is don't, um, I would say, don't take anything seriously in, in situations that we see, we see horrible things sometimes. It, tragic things but that's just the that's just the part of the job my advice to that is you know you 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 will get spooked out maybe once twice after a while you know just you do it and you forget about it and move on go to the next call you know that's another thing that i remember my first fatal and yeah, I didn't, you know, I was, I started when I was 19 and it didn't really sit well. It was probably my first, you know, you know, my, obviously my first fatal, but after the years, you know, you start seeing a few more things and it's just part of the job. It's something you have to accept. So yeah. 
And if it's something that you're not comfortable with, then yeah, but you know, not everyone can. Yeah. You talked about your first fatal. Um, and I imagine that's something that has stuck with you, uh, throughout your career. Um, you know, I remember my first fatal from 26 years ago. Um, it was a nine-year-old kid and it, I can still replay the whole situation in my head right now. Um, do you like talk a little bit of, about the support that you have amongst, uh, the brotherhood you have on the, on the fire service on how that, that makes that a little bit easier to, to kind of deal with and knowing that, that the guys that you climb in that truck with have all been there before and, and things are going to be okay. Maybe as an advice to somebody who's just coming in. Right. Um, well, it's definitely, um, it gets comforting, you know, they, you know, we mess around. This is why we mess around. You know, we talk to each other, you know, and you see what we see. And then for the young guys, you know, you start, you start looking at them, you know, I've been in the home for a few years and I've seen a few young guys, you know, see fatals. The best thing I do is, you know, talk to them like, Hey, listen, you're right. If I can't get them to help, you know, they, they assure you that you will get the help you need. If, you know, you really can cope with it yourself you know so they just make it so they make it assuring that you will be fine it's something you know and then you say you're fine you know you're good you know we still monitor you throughout the, you know throughout the days so and then you move on from it you know so I'm messing around you know and notice something different about you then we'll pull you to the side and we'll talk to you about it. That's how they normally do it. Yeah, I remember actually my first fatal was my brother. And, you know, exactly what, what he did. You know, he, because um, I was with him at, during that call. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it bothered me a little bit, you know, bothered me like one, two, three days, you know. But, you know, he talked to me. He was like, listen, it's part of the job. You'll be all right. You know, it's something that you will get numb to. Yeah. Do you have, you talked about your brother. There are a lot of other guys uh, and maybe women that you serve with as well that uh, are, you know, second or third generation in the fire service. Is, is a lot of people that you work with or anybody that has, uh, you know, parents and grandparents that, that grew up doing the same thing? Well, there is a, there's a, there's a family in my, there's like a fourth generation coming in this year, actually. So really? it's, yeah, they've been there for a minute, <laughs> you know, no, no kidding. For quite a while. Yeah. It's really nice to see that where the whole family just love what they do and they pass it on, they pass it on. It's really nice thing. And hopefully one day I can do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Oscar, as we wrap up here, I want to say thank you for your time. Um, I want to certainly say uh, be safe out there. Um, you know, the guys like me who can, continue to drive to work and and not have to worry about a lot of things, rely on guys like you to make, to help us out when we get into, into rough situations. So thank you for your service. Thanks for everything you do for keeping everybody safe and uh, be safe yourself. Thank you so much for having me, Chad. Thanks for joining us and a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. What Started Your Fire is a production of Ultra Bright Lights, who invites you to visit us at ultrabrightlights.com and explore our emergency lights and lighting technologies. Ultra Bright Lights, spelled with a Z, dot com.